Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Utah's legislature gets back in session January the 18th. All the fun will begin. And, of course, there's plenty of bills to discuss. A lot of bill files opened. Uh, but we wanted to get the perspective of the business community, what they're looking for, what they're advocating for. The vice president of public policy for the Salt Lake Chamber, Ginger Chin, is here to talk about uh, what they're looking at and looking for in the upcoming legislative session. Ginger, Happy New Year, and thanks for joining us. Thanks, Boyd. Always happy to be on. All right. Well, let's uh, let's dive in. Uh, this is always that season where uh, the bill files get going quickly and uh, people start to really get into the nuts and bolts of, okay, what is this? What would it do? And so as you look at it from the, the business community perspective, what are some of the things you have your eye on uh, generally rolling into the session? Yeah, we're looking at a lot. It's going to be an interesting session. And I think one of the most interesting things about this session is that there is a lot of money up on the Hill this year. And boy, as you know, whenever there's a lot of money, things get a little bit crazy. And what's interesting this year over other years is that the money is most is a lot one-time money, which can be hard to use. If it's ongoing money, you know, you can distribute it in a pretty easy, even way. But one time is tough. Yeah, that, that and that's such an important point. That's uh, we always say that's kind of the teaser rate of you. You get some one-time money, and so you spend it all, and then suddenly you've got maintenance and all kinds of things on the back end. And I think that's really important in all of this, uh, all of the dollars and cents that will be flowing up there. Uh, what is one-time money? Is it sustainable? I think those are are real crucial. Uh, so let's get into some specifics now in terms of some of the things that uh, you're you're looking at as the chamber uh, in terms of uh, things that may might help the the business community specifically. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we already know that Utah's growing and we know that that with this growth outside of the census that just the 2020 census if there's a new economic geography with that growth. So right now we are looking at water. You know, with this drought, I think that brought us to the forefront on water and what that means for water and I think that's going to be a big issue on the hill and that's going to imp- impact our economic growth, our prosperity, our quality of life. So we are watching the water bills fairly closely. Um, Yesterday, I attended uh, Speaker Wilson's Great Salt Lake Summit, and there were conversations about the lake and what that's going to mean for the economy. And that's going to impact businesses as as the lake is shrinking. But I think there's things that can be done about it. So that was really refreshing to hear from the speaker. Uh, Workforce or the lack of workers is number one on our on our issue. That and housing. We see housing as a workforce issue as well. So we're really watching workforce, wages, what this means for um, our business community as we move forward with this labor shortage. Yeah, I think especially as we come at, uh, 
kind of into this next phase of the of this pandemic uh, and what that means. We know that Utah weathered uh, far better than uh, most of our counterparts around the country and around the world uh, through some good, real good planning and uh, good strategy. Uh, so as you look at this next phase, uh, I know there's a number of bills up there that uh, will impact uh, kind of the, the worker component. We know there's uh, one that uh, is limiting uh, tax credit eligibility uh, on some of those projects. How does that, uh, what is that specifically and how does that play out? Well, in, you know, in terms of the workforces, workforce issue, looking at the tax issues, but mostly how we can scale up and get the workers back into the workforce. And right now with the returnship, taxes on retired workers, we know that there is not a silver bullet for this workforce issue. So like you said, there are a lot of bills. There are a lot of bills that haven't hit yet. So what we're really specifically looking at is the collective and that one bill doesn't impact the next and the next. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, ripple effect uh, can be pretty, pretty stunning. And, and when things are moving fast up there on the hill, uh, you have to keep all those uh, things in focus. Uh, I want to ask you about small business owners in, in particular. Uh, they have been obviously hit hardest during the pandemic. They're the ones who are struggling most with the labor shortages that you just described, Ginger. Uh, anything on the Hill that we should be watching that might impact our small business owners? Well, I think the thing that is impacting business owners in general, large and small, but in particular small, we're looking at some of these COVID bills that are coming out and really watching what that's how that's going to impact our small businesses. We know that the past couple of years have been really hard on our small businesses. So watching the, the COVID bills and how that can get what that means for our workforce jumping back into the community. That's yeah. important. Yeah, you mentioned the the water issues. We know one of the other big front and center issues here in the state of Utah is the environment and, and uh, air quality. Uh, anything you're, you're watching there or anything you're hoping for as it relates to that space? Yeah, I think right now we're hearing a lot about Senator Colmer leading out on a Prosperity 2030 with some smart builds and some various opportunities for us to be proactive in the air quality space. So really keeping an eye on that. Air quality is always um, a concern, especially as we move into the season with the inversion. But as I mentioned with the Great Salt Lake and the drying of the Great Salt Lake, that's impacting and will continue to impact our air quality. So keeping our eye on some of the issues that related to that. Governor Cox said $50 million go to the Great Salt Lake. That might not be enough. Mm, uh, Fascinating. Uh, I know you've got a uh, policy forum coming up, kind of the preview and rolling in. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that coming up next week. That's right. That's on Thursday at 830 to 130, where we roll out our our business community's public policies and our priorities and how we're going to move into the session. So all year long, we gear up meeting with our businesses and gauge what's important to them, put it in a document. We present that next week on Thursday, the 13th to the governor and our legislative leadership. Okay. And uh, is there anything that's kind of under the radar that maybe uh, no one's really talking about yet that we ought to keep our eye on as we uh, roll into January 18th in this uh, new legislative session? You know, I wouldn't say necessarily under the radar, but I think um, education is going to come out on top. And we're consistently looking at the education funding because, as we know, education impacts our workforce that impacts our businesses. Wonderful. And uh, Ginger Chin is the vice president of public policy at the Salt Lake Chamber. Ginger, we always appreciate your perspective, and I'm sure we'll be talking again very soon as the 
legislative session ramps up and a lot of things will start to come out. And we always appreciate your perspective uh, from the Utah Chamber. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Boyd. All right. Uh, great insight from Ginger Chin. Uh, there's so many things that will be coming uh, over the next several weeks as we get closer to that legislative session. That's a good reason for you to stay tuned here to KSL News Radio. We'll be covering that, of course, as the session convenes. Utah is still one of the few places in the country that has a part time legislature uh, where people keep their regular jobs and then come in for a, a grueling marathon session. Uh, it is hard work, it is heavy lifting. Uh, There are a lot of moving parts that go on there, and uh, it's important that we understand not only what is going on. I I think it was important what Ginger pointed out in terms of uh, the the fact there will be a lot of money uh, that can be allocated or spent, and that Ginger very rightly pointed out, yet we need to make sure we are properly assessing, uh, is this one-time money uh, or is this ongoing money? Uh, and often what happens is uh, you'll get something, maybe there'll be some funds come in from the federal government, and suddenly a, a state feels like they have all this extra cash, so let's go spend it on some cool project. Uh, but they don't think about the long term of how is that sustainable. And it's, like I said, it's sort of like a teaser rate on your credit card. You can get in and everything feels great, and then suddenly uh, you're stuck with uh, some really big payments down the line. Uh, it is something that I think the Utah legislature has done well over the years, uh, but it is always proper caution. Uh, always proceed with caution. There is no free lunch. There is no free money. Uh, and whether it's one time or ongoing, uh, I think the real critical question for the legislature to always ask is, can we afford it? Is it sustainable? And is it our job? Uh, does this fall within the responsibility we have uh, as members of the legislature here in the state of Utah. So those are all critical things, and we'll continue to watch that. Always appreciate Ginger Chin. Uh, she has great insight uh, from uh, the Salt Lake Chamber of Commerce. So that'll wrap it up for hour number one here on Inside Sources today on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. Hour number two, uh, lots to cover uh, from January 6th to what are Democrats and Republicans missing when it comes to voting legislation. We'll talk to Yuval Levin about that coming up at 235. Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Live breaking news. Now on the mobile app for KSL News Radio. Sponsored by Any Hour Services. Listen at home or anywhere you go. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. This is Utah's news station. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.